1: Good evening, it's Monday, it's 8pm or just after. Welcome to Online Darts, it is the live lounge with me, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood and the boys and boys, have we got a show and a half today to talk through. There has been so much going on over the last week and news dropping today that has got the darting world talking. It could get a bit interesting over the next couple of hours. It's not, I wouldn't say
2: talking a good thing in this sense they're ruining my favorite event
3: <laughs> that's why. Right. this is why it shouldn't be your favorite event by the way and he's my least favorite because it's still the same <laughs>
1: hello, Lee. How are you?
3: hello everybody evening, How evening boys <laughs> uh, yeah
1: yeah look, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be good i cannot wait um we've just shared some links on social media as well so you guys know what to do, give it a like, give it a reshare, like the stream and come and subscribe as well, the chat room is rammed already, good to have you all on board, Tommy, Adrian, Malachi, Owen is in, um, Chris, Andrew, how are we doing, uh, James, Craig, Bob's in, Aaron, Tommy, all good gents, Pat, uh, Pat Show, we have got new Comfrey dropping in, not exactly sure when it's going to be, he's got the link and whatever, but yeah, you got Owen from Stuttgart, today and he has given up some of his time to come and speak to us as well what a gent guys
2: yeah now i'm gonna have the third best beard on the okay. show <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why i'm clean i not competing <laughs> so i'm just like yeah sure. <laughs> you know it's what, it's what we do uh evening lendo hope you are good um yeah look i cannot wait it's been it's been some weeks in in the darting world, um, and it doesn't get any quieter either. So much going on um, right now. This week, the Premier League is going to go to the wire. The World Seniors are back at Lakeside. We've got another Euro Tour event, and then just this little event in Madison Square Garden on the horizon as well, boys. That doesn't count. More important than the World Cup at the moment, isn't it? Wash your mouth out, yep. son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
2: know it makes sense, God. Don't make me go all Jamie Carragher on your ass, Noel Gallagher. Uh,
1: yeah, but Noel was right. So it was Jamie. We won the league? Ray! Oh, sorry, I.
3: Where do you put your trophy for finishing four? I don't care. It stopped you long doing the quad, so I couldn't get less. The, 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 same, the same one as you put for finishing <laughs> second or finishing sixth, to be
2: honest. It's in the same place. Well, well, there? As they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: hey, it's all good.
3: Dark show, yeah. Dark show.
1: Are we had to say the Show. Is that not copyrighted yet? <laughs> <laughs> um Right, we're gonna go we're gonna go all the way back to the O2 in London. And that's where we're gonna start because we've got a busy, busy show um ahead. There it is at the start of the night. It was the Welsh Derby up first. Um were we a little disappointed with Gesi? Bearing in mind, he, he had to win. It was it was pretty much all or nothing, and didn't really show up, gob. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. he Didn't give it a little bit
2: more, especially as he did have the advantage of throw, which we said has been so key throughout this Premier League. Johnny Clayton was steady, but I don't think he was exceptional. Not by his standards, not by Premier League standards, not by pdc standards he, he was there it was good but uh, a going price that has been world champion and and world number one when you need to win you need to be able to step up your game a little bit um yeah look it
1: was just, yeah it just didn't quite quite happen johnny clayton did a number on him in that respect and then michael smith has been threatening to do this for a while, Boise, but eventually he's beaten MVG on a stage in the Premier League.
3: Yeah, it it wasn't the MVG that we've seen recently, but from a Michael Smith perspective, he would have taken a win over MVG right now if there's both averaging 60. He wouldn't care. One, who's just to let that win? Um, it wasn't great right by either, but it was just what Bullied Boy needed. We know there's a. He was out the running. He needed a, a great run. But last Thursday and this Thursday and results of his way, it was nearly impossible for him to do it. But to get that win over MVG, to to step in the right direction, even what, even if it wasn't the performance that, um, we know that both players can normally do on that stage. Yeah, look, bit of a bit of
1: a mixed few days for MVG, but we'll see. How it bounces back i know we're going to have a discussion on the standard and again some of these players scheduling they may need to look at it as well as part of this argument that we're sure we're going to have shortly um then james wade Peter right james wade didn't look right at all gob, did he um look, massive credit he's gone up there and and played but I can't help but think someone's had a word in his ear. I don't know this or anything like that, but she didn't look right. The darts were going at funny angles, and but James has got one of the most solid throws we've ever seen. The darts don't deviate unless they hit something, and we had all kinds of angles going on.
2: Yeah, I think we established there was a draft up on stage. A lot of the players weren't happy, and it was happening to quite a few players. But it was so far off from James, and. If you look back at the rest of this campaign, look, Gezi should not have only missed one week with his hand injury. James probably shouldn't have sat played this week. It, and you look at it, and it's looking as if the PDC has said you're only allowed to miss one week in a row. Yeah. Um, which, which is an issue in the previous up, Gary, You could miss a couple of weeks and then double up a couple of weeks. But with this format missing a week is an absolute killer because they miss out on a game, then you've got a bye going through, so that player might not get their walk on at all in that evening if they then don't win the next game which we've seen from Joe Cullen a couple of times it's just not conducive to 16 weeks where you are going to have illnesses or injuries <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah Gary only missed
1: the one week um, it's just it might be a coincidence but james didn't <clears throat> didn't look right up there um and that peter's played okay 94 and a bit average is very respectable but i know james has just scraped over the 80 mark at long points this was around the, the 78 79 and the way james have been playing that's a million miles from where he's been yeah look no, in all the predictions before this you said even Wadey coming
2: back at at half strength would have been a test for Peter Wright in in current form but look he was nowhere near half strength looking at that he was absolutely miles off the pace Uh, never looked comfortable at all really an issue there Um, and, uh, and Peter Wright
1: done enough basically the final game if this was a football game Boise we'd be saying Gary Anderson was on the beach
3: yeah, there's, For me, there's real question marks about Anderson currently. I hope I really hope it's the fact that the Premier League's done and dusted in his head probably a couple of weeks ago when it's just, it's just fulfilling the, the lead as he should do the professional, but there is huge concerns. We know it can go into tournaments in not right form and then reach a, a world final, match play final, those sort of runs. I'm just worried about the, the performance and it's Seems to be a bit weak in week out now that we've just haven't seen Darry Anderson in his Premier League. There's the question marks are coming back around, seen a lot on socials over the past few weeks about the exclusion of Rob Cross and should Cross have been in there. The Premier League was picked back then, but there's a, there's more question marks now because of the performance that Darry Anderson's put in um, coming into this, and it was just so one sided. Uh, Steady performance from Joe and a much needed win for Joe. And um, put himself obviously, even if he would have just taken this one win, he'd have put him in a, a decent position. Um, but it's just it's very, very poor by Darien. I just hope the summer there's something that is in that motivation or that sort of tick up the bat side to, to that back to what we can see because it's a fantastic player, he's well supported, everyone wants to see right, Gary. I know Dobbs is a huge fan, um, but it's just when he's free-flowing, he's one of the best. When he's like this, it's very, very hard to watch.
1: I was about to say you touched on it there—hard to watch. God, you you love Gary to bits, but right now, do you see? Do you see him coming back, or do you think the days are numbered?
2: If if Gary was going to make a comeback, it would have been after the World Championships when he had a pop at Waymado and, and they had that bit of back and forth Eight, well, eighteen months ago now. And yeah, at that point, you thought that was the motivation yeah. that Gary needed that little bit of that little bit between his teeth almost because he's always been a better player when he's angry or annoyed, and he just can't get himself into that state of mind up on stage because he just does not care anymore. It looks like he's going through the motions. And at the moment, it, it's just damaging to the the memories and, and the legacy of, of Gary right now, I think. If he's not going to put That's, the practice uh, in, he's never been the biggest practice, but if he's not going to start putting the practice in or acting like he actually wants to be at these events, then it's time to say, do you know what? I'll bugger off. Because he can rock up at the seniors tomorrow. I mean, he can't rock up at the seniors tomorrow. He'll have to qualify next year or whatever else. But... You get my point, he can go and play in the seniors, he can go and pick up exhibition work as and when he wanted it, which is far more laid back and he can prat around and he can do whatever he wants. And in that relaxed atmosphere, I genuinely don't think you'll see many players better than the stories that you've heard about Gary Anderson being able to average over 120 for two and a half hours in practice that Michael Smith used to tell. He's not making that up.
1: Well, it's, it's interesting as well that it's not been announced, but I know Gary Anderson is not going to Australia. And New Zealand, he's already told me he's booked the, holiday, the family holidays booked. He's not going. Where you think three, three, four years ago, that was inconceivable that Gary Anderson wouldn't be on the whole of the World Series.
3: I still, we're talking about someone dropping off and the standard dropping. This is from the top of the sport. We're not saying obviously he's he's going to take the fall in the rankings. He's still going to be a top pro if he decides to carry on. When he's got that decision in potentially eighteen months, that's not a worry. This, this I still wouldn't be surprised if there's a run at a big TV comp between now and the end of the year, where he goes on and has one. The problem is they are then the few and far between. But there's not the question mark for me about him being in the a, a tour card holder and anything like that, and probably down onto the seniors. That will be his decision because he will always be even playing at the levels he's at the moment. I can still think seeing being a top 64 player for a number of years. The concern then comes when he drops a bit and he doesn't go to Euro tours and pick up those money. That's where the impact will be on Darry. Um, It's just been in that top echelon. But there's still, I still like to think, and this might be more heart than head, that there's a big one in there for Darry before he does make that step. Um, Evening, Andrew. Hope you are good, mate.
1: Glad to have you in. Um, moving into the semi-finals now. Johnny Clayton does what Johnny Clayton does. God, six four over over Michael Smith and the ferret just marches into another final. Job
2: done, job done again. And let's four five semi-finals in a row now for Michael Smith. He's getting over that first hurdle, but. He's not been able to make the most of those semi-final opportunities. Look, a couple have been taken out of his hands completely. But again, Johnny's there for the pick in mid-90s average. He's got a chance there, doesn't take it, and now he's got one week left to go and win one in what is probably the most difficult week to go and win because the table is the table dictates the fixtures you've got the best two players in opposite halves of the draw and, and whatever else around it. That, that just makes it so much more difficult for, especially someone in his position, 7th, to yeah. go and win one. So from here, look, don't get over the line there. And what wasn't a great night, by the way, 97 was the best average of the evening. you got a couple of players that felt like they were just going through the motions because they'd already qualified. You had the early exit. Yeah. Um, Gezi and, and, and Gary... Uh, Wadey was look, ill, flat, whatever. To not take advantage of three players blowing out like that, Gezi and uh, Johnny and, and MVG just going through motions because they've already qualified, not a lot can change after that. those first round results. It's a little bit disappointing that Smith just can't get the timing right for when to produce that big performance, can he?
1: No. Um,. Yeah, it's just frustrating. The the, the second one, the, the pigs and troughs of Peter Wright, Boise. He's gone from ninety ninety three and a half to to eighty nine, and get to Towling from Joe Cullen.
3: Yeah, it's it's a day that Peter Wright wins. He's would he be roughly depend on the final then, but he'd be in a position where. Joe, the pressure is on Joe then to beat him next week, when they meet, and go on and win the semi and potentially the final to then get in front of Peter Wright. Now, that Dame, even that Dame alone, it didn't really matter as much what happened in the final. It's just a, a sort of winner-takes-all in that one now. And to put in that performance is, is very, very disappointing. Yes, he wasn't pushed by James Wade. He averaged 94 and it was a it was an okay performance. But to then find the level he found the storing was just off completely. Only six stores over 140 is very, very poor on Peter Wright. No 180 is in there. It's just before the weekend. there'd be big question marks about the level that Peter's at. And once then, this is from where he's the best player in the world, rantings wise world champion, but he's not showing that at all. Um, And it does set up a very, very interesting tie next week. But for Peter Wright, it was very disappointing.
1: Yeah. Also, Gob as well, interesting that the contact lenses had caused Peter some some discomfort. and We saw the glasses at the Premier League and on the Euro Tour at the weekend.
2: Yeah, sometimes you just need that little bit of a change, don't you? It might be affect him a little bit while he's up there. Look, I, I, this is the last show where I will not be wearing glasses for the foreseeable. I, I have to wear them for TV work as of last week. And look, when you're up there, you're having to concentrate the way that it is. Maybe it just needs a little bit of a change.
3: Did, are you, did you just say that Peter Wright might need something of a change? The dog change is constantly <laughs> whatever it may be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the right person to make It'll that right. <laughs> Um
1: and, and then from the final, we have the customary picture. The picture. There it is. <laughs> um, Joe Cullen has set up a showdown with Peter Wright. And at the end, end of this, we didn't think this was coming, Gob, did we? Most of us were saying it was going to be Gezi that potentially crashed the party, but the rock star has other ideas.
2: He does indeed. Like I said, it is a completely straight shootout. Gezi's out of the equation. Michael Smith too far back as well. It's literally between Peter Wright and uh, Joe Cullen, and Cullen holds the aces. What well, I say holds the aces, it's a straight shootout. Cullen has the advantage to throw in that match. So, yeah, look, he's got every advantage that he possibly could have from the situation from behind. Wade is guaranteed to be there, but he can drop to fourth. Um, but, yeah, only one of those two can overtake him because of the way that the format works. Is that a little bit of a niche thing about the way this final weekend of fixtures or final week of fixtures run? Because in years gone by, James Wade's position in third would be under serious threat or could potentially be under serious threat everybody just plays one game per night, two points behind, whatever.
3: It's, it's not right. and I, I know we'll come on and we'll review the Dane's next week, but looking at the Premier League last week before playoffs, there's a certain time that that game would be played with a Pete audience and everyone watching it. This one's sort of done very early on Thursday night. Second game on, I think. Um, and it's, it is a strange situation that James and finished below the person who's fourth and fifth, but can only finish fourth. Because both of them can move above him, but not both of them can. Um, it's, it just probably adds
2: Either to.
3: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, either on TAN, but both on TANs. But it's just a, a strange situation, and for me, a strange Premier League that still doesn't fit right with stuff like this happening. There's always a question mark, and there's been one every week where we, we play a dropout, so now I mean, it's the final week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there we have his run on paper. Looks fairly good, doesn't it, when it says Gary Anderson, Peter Wright, Johnny Clayton? Not, not, not as impressive as it would have been three
2: years ago, but still mightily good. I, I think all <laughs> of them are look good. When you put down three results in a row on the same night against the Premier League, no matter who it is, no matter what the score lines say, it's going to look good. Until you start putting the averages below them on the graphic, it's going to look good no matter what.
3: It'd be definitely unfair to do that on gel this week compared to some of the averages that we've seen previous, cause there wasn't... Oh,
2: both, weeks, was... Was, yeah. both weeks Joe's won, to be honest. Both weeks Joe's won, and the week the Gary won as well.
3: But we give did, we did James Wade a lot of praise on this for the one thing <laughs> of winning when other players are not playing well, and Joe's done and done it the two weeks that he's done and won it, and he deserves full credit for it. So, um, he's in a great position. He is. I think...
2: At the end of Thursday night, he would have felt like he was in an even better position than he is right now because that new equipment from the weekend, spoiler alert, has made a massive difference to how I'm now approaching Thursday night.
3: If you if you offered Joe this the day after he'd won the Masters, he would have snapped your hand off, I think. Yeah. Absolutely snapped your hand off to be in a position where he's got thrown into a day with anyone the butty's place in the final four
1: and there we have the table boys 22 points apiece. it's going to go to the wire
3: the, the one thing i will say about the the premier league the Tom week 12 week 13 the three of us sort of written this off and says that we, we didn't expect it. Maybe last week they said there's a chance of Desi breaking into it. At least we have that the final night with something resting on it. Yes, it's just one day and it's very early on in the night, but at least we do have something of the lead table to look at going into the final night when probably up until week 13 we haven't really looked at this table much because it hasn't meant much at all to any of us. No, there, there, there is that. I'm trying to be Um, positive about the Premier League here. (laughs) It's hard, but I'm trying.
1: (laughs) Um, There we have that one. Um, What do you think, everyone in the chat room, of the Euro Tour? I'm sorry, of the Premier League at the weekend. It all comes down to this solitary game. You know, the Um,
2: nightly 10 grand bonus.
1: Is there different prize money depending
2: on where you finish in this league table this week, this year? Correct, yes. Is there, is there any incentive for Michael Smith to go out and get more points and go in price this week? Only Apart
1: financial. Uh, so, yeah, wait a minute. It's, um, I've seen it somewhere. So, so, eighth place is 60 grand. It basically, it's going up in five grand segments up into fifth. And
2: then it's based off playoff results rather than Correct. Sixty grand for rocking up and winning five matches. It's
1: alright now.
2: It? Five matches He's just earned twelve grand a match. Plus the extra ten grand for winning a night.
3: So, so actually, he would he, actually he would be taking away more than Michael Smith if Michael Smith doesn't win next week or jump above Derwin Price.
2: Yeah,
3: he'll take seventeen. Smith will take sixty-five if it stays as is. We're winning five games of darts in a year. That's it's, mental. It's
2: alright, but. But there's there's no prize money for um but there's there's no way that we can fund first round lose on the pro tour so that everybody can have a full time career. <laughs> Sixty grand for five wins.
1: Yeah. Um right. Can you one of you boys fill on the Euro tour a second because I'm trying to sort out Luke Humphrey's technical issues as we speak. Bloody Berkshire.
2: No internet down there. Uh, you're hey, a tort. He's uh-huh. up anymore. Uh-huh. Oh, he's up north, not he? Yeah. And now he can hear everything we're saying about his internet. Hi, Luke. Um, right, you're tour. Started Friday <laughs> right right afternoon, uh, I guess. Leaders, you... yeah, let's, let's just go. Gildin, 6 1 over John Michael. Uh, interestingly, there's no... Gr- Did I see right? there's no Greece in the World Cup? This result might have had something to do with it, because he's struggling a little bit. Um, manage Rasmus, 6-5 win over Niels Zonneveld. Rasmus accumulating a lot of wins, but not the best performance. 87 average from him, but job done over the Dutchman.
3: Yeah, the, the standard then... Hmm. Dots better after Dane two dob. Um very impressive again from Dolas. We've seen him improve more and more. That stage experience seems to be paying off. Um again. It's Ryan Joyce and the inconsistencies that we see from Ryan seems to have wandered run every so often. But in this one, he, he came into it and Adam Dolas in form and he, he followed that form through with a very impressive winning in the third down.
2: He's been playing around on the Euro Tour as Adam Gavlas. Interesting to see from him. Look, he's not a quidspot, but he, he's vocal as well. He's, he embraces the whole Gezi roar at the minute. And it's uh, pretty interesting to watch. Mickey Mantle, 6-1 win over Radek Sigansky. Look, I was really impressed with Sigansky out of Q-school. Started the year pretty well. Last six weeks or so, results not going his way. Performance is the same sub-90 from him in this one. 1-7 on from seven on the doubles.
3: Yeah, not right. Uh, but uh, good weekend for Mitty. Good performance by Mitty Mansell. I know he's, he's had his tweets on this uh, on this show before. The person who's not speaking at the moment, but that is not about the person himself, but about how slow he is. That person up there, it's a bit like, all right,
1: <laughs> no
2: comment. Um, Mark Luke look, is. Run on the Euro Tours continues right now. Six-three win over Stefan belmont one of the Swiss World Cup team. They'll be there in a few weeks. Uh, Ryan Meekle beats Ron Mullenkamp six-two. Um, we've said it before; that game was not quick. <laughs> um, like eighty-two average from Ron camp We are. We're, we're going to talk about this later on in the show, no doubt. But there are a lot of sub ninety going on at the minute on the on the tour and that's just another example of it and then a 6-0 win over Lucas Veinig for Joe Mernon who I was pretty impressed with this weekend I thought Joe Mernon had a decent little run and this was a nice little start Lee
3: yeah a uh, nice start well played not it's a bit like um the day of Peter Wright James Wade sort of we saw the good performance from Mernon but there was nothing at all coming back his way and sometimes that can have the opposite effect and you can see the performance drop but John Mernon throughout this one, not very, very comfortable in total control. Um, and it was it was good to see John Mernon who's got opportunities now to to push on. And it was good seeing see him take one of those opportunities this weekend.
2: On to the evening session on the Friday, and this is where it started to get just that little bit better, I thought. Uh good return for Yeller to start with. Callum Reds, out of sorts again, sub 90 for him. It, it's all or nothing with Callum Ridge right now, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's it's one where we've seen Callum with obviously a lot more experience currently than what Yellow's got after dropping off the uh, Pro Tour and we've seen him enter quite a lot of the WDF events. We've seen him on the live lounge this uh live Lead this year, not live lounge, I always mess them up, live Lead this year. and um, but Again, it's good to see a, a very, very good performance from Yeller. Yes, he was an under par, Alan Ritz. But still, it wasn't too bad, considering for the rest of the day and the draw that he could have had, he still had to put in that performance of that out of the line. and It's it good to see Yeller performing on that stage. It's just, and then he's a player. where There's a lot of question marks around consistency and the fact that he's going to have minimal opportunities. and um, to then add to that. Hopefully, we'll just see more and more with him in the uh, WDF.
2: Yeah, next, game, look Horrible draw for both. Roby John over the line in a deciding leg. We're going to talk him talk about him a little bit later on, though, as this weekend gets a little bit better. Uh, another horrible draw for these two, Kim Hybrex and Stephen Bunting. Terrible performance from both uh, goes all the way, but they feel like two of the players on tour right now who are capable of producing but just keep running into barriers that knock them down early in tournaments as well. If they get the chance to go deep, you feel like they're going to do something pretty good.
3: Yeah, I think I think both of them need that deep run, that that confidence. There's always a lot of emotion with him every time we see him on stage. You'd so expect that to be more likely from Bunty. Um, this wasn't a great day. However, the evening draw, as we see a lot of the time, there's a lot of those that neither of them would have wanted to meet each other, considering some of the opponents in that first round. This was certainly one of them. Um, And hopefully we'll see them both push on, because both of which can be and have been top 16 before and can certainly break into that if they have them runs. It's just at the moment, it's just... There's the odd one or two weekends where we've seen that glimpse, but even then, the, the level at the top of the Dame is just too much for these at the moment to break into those deep runs, even in the Euro Tours.
2: Yeah. Uh, next up, Danny Hansen, the Mullet, getting the job done over Martijn Clearmacker. Uh, doubles the difference in this one. Uh, that Clearmacker won from nine, Janssen six from 11. Again, though, nothing to write home about in the averages 85 and 93. It seemed to be. The story of this Friday session, uh, Nathan Rafferty, 6-3 win over Dragutin Horvat again, 88 plays, 87. They're just looking for those moments of brilliance and they're not really there. Adrian Lewis, Luke Woodhouse, good game, uh, 5 from 14 and 6 from 14 and the doubles between them both, 91 average. Um, Woodhouse was very, very good in the opening round last week and then dropped off a little bit the following day. Um, It's a win that you expect from the Adrian Lewis of old, but given where he's been for the last three, four years, that's a tricky tie for him. And to get over the line last the decider would have set him up okay.
3: I think after watching this, this was potentially a bigger win than his one over prize last week because of the way he'd done it. It's easy at times for Aide to get motivated when he's playing the top four seats, maybe in the world. It's these sort of games when he's getting to the, the, the deeper parts of the game where we've seen AD fade away, unfortunately. And for him to get back, these are the dames that he needs to step back to winning. And yes, he didn't have a, a deep run over the past two weekends, but there's wins in there for different reasons that can give him that motivation, that confidence. And this was probably the biggest one over recent history, I think, that can help 80 get over the line. It wasn't a great final led 17 darts, but still. Seventeen dollar lead means your opponent under pressure is finish finishing fifteen, which at times can be very, very difficult to do. It wasn't right story led from either, but one eighty was teeing this one and in that final lead. And it, like it says, it was just a huge win for an eighty Lewis who isn't at the level that he can be.
2: Yeah, huge win as well for Johan Enstrom in the first round beating Gabriel Clemens, another German. A little bit of a slide right now. Uh, Clemens better average by five and a half points, but ultimately beating in the last leg decider. I'm rounding off the Friday session. Danny Knoppert, uh 6-3 win over Karol Sedlacek again. Nothing spectacular. Six from 19 on the doubles, but job done for the Dutchman who's just lingering around at the minute, isn't he? He's not giving up early exits easily. And when he is he just accumulating those, those, those points and that prize money?
3: Yeah, spot on. We saw, obviously, the win early on in the year, um, the Open, but since then, obviously, he's had a new run into the family. Coming back then and following on and pushing on from that TV win, yes, he hasn't done on and lifted as much more as he'd like to. However, it's getting to the deeper rounds, getting those runs consistently, getting to the Sunday on these Euro tours, Not always done it, but still he's always got seems to hold that line in the first round and picking up ranting money, which obviously puts him in a better position down into the back end of the year. Which, as uh, for these players, it mainly starts from Blackpool onwards, doesn't it? So, it's big to try and build that up to release the pressure in the back end of the year.
2: Saturday sees the seeds enter. Are we ready, Phil? Uh,
1: I'm struggling to get Luke in. One job, <laughs>
2: Just sack it, right? Me and you, we'll go to Lakeside on our own. So th- this is me
3: fucking trying to muck around here. Sorry, boys. That's the intro. I was ready for a then. Hello, welcome
2: I'm not, to I'm the live lounge. Jack not... go with Lee Boys and Phil Bars. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Monday eight thirty seven. We've
1: already been on the show for thirty six minutes, but we're going again. This is this is me trying to find an alternative way to get Luke in and nothing's working.
2: Uh let's continue uh the Saturday afternoon results then. Damon Hetter beating Mickey Mansell six five. That'll be a little bit of a sigh of relief for Damon Hatter who's been beaten early on. A number of times recently.
3: Yeah, and a lot, a lot of double trouble in this one um, from Damon Heta. From the form he was in a couple of months ago, when he was deep in Pro Tours, Euro Tours, that just doesn't seem to be there. Someone just dropped off from his game recently, and we can see that from players. And how Diamond can play, I'm, I'm fairly confident that we'll see him return to those levels again. Um, and it's just getting it ready for like says the biddens there with it and put rest through. This was a difficult one for him against Mitty Mansley, put in a very good performance. Like I says it was a, a good weekend, even though we didn't put rest through to Sunday. Um but it was just Damon who were edged over the line and it was very much edging over the line.
2: We only lost four seeds all day on Saturday, but one of them was sandenberg <coughs> Vandenberg. And- I remember the last time we started discussing Dimmy doing something Dimmy-like, mm. if, if for want of a better phrase, that was 18 months ago to two years ago. Dimitri <laughs> the hottest properties in darts. He was the match play champion. Uh he, he'd gone deep. Was it the slam? The slam? Yes. Or the Grand Prix? Yeah, One or two. Slam believe. It was a long time ago. Islam, I believe. And he was sort of having a decent run on the Euro Tour. and Basically, if there was a camera there, Dimitri van der Berg was playing well, but he's beaten by Joe Merlin, 6-5 last leg decider. I'm just not sure where Dimi's next big run's coming from right now.
3: Well, it's one we've spoken about, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in more detail later on, but I've got a feeling it might help both players for both Kim and Dimi with a World Cup coming up, because if there's something that can spot something in both of those, it tends to be a World Cup and a, a good run or something that sort of start that, you know, we, we've seen it have an impact on the image runs of the match play as well. Last year, probably if there is one tournament that both of them players need right now, it is that one, just someone to give them both that little nudge and, and it can potentially then have an upturn, as we know the levels it needs. He's, he's a, a world-class individual and um, it's just at the moment, there's just something missing. But I don't want to take anything away from Joel Murnan because it was a very, very good win against Dimitri. It wasn't a, an awful performance from Dimi by any stretch. However, it was a very, very good one for Joel Murnan, especially under a situation of playing a seed on Saturday, quite early on, it was a good win.
2: Would it be the most Belgian thing ever that normally one of the two are in good form heading into the World Cup? And you're looking at the other one going can they step up last year it was dimmy in really good form heading into the event kim was the better player once they got there etc the year before dimmy was the better player kim was struggling a bit would it be the most belgian thing in the world for them to both be carrying absolutely no form and then rock up and win the world cup
3: without doubt <laughs> without doubt because <laughs> obviously with a lot of the countries there is a lot of passion there and there's a different emotion there's a different feeling because you darts is an individual day, 11 and three, 11 months and three weeks of the year. There's just that one tournament where you are doing it for someone else or plenty of other people. And we do see different emotions and teams. You know, we would have predicted Austria to enter the final last year with a form that Mentor and Roby were coming in with. They could be that team this year. Um, because there's a partnership that do work very well ever since they've been together and Dimi split up the high reps brothers. We have seen it and God says it might be something they both need. However, the flip side of that, an early exit in a in a doubles game and it could be a completely different story and it could make them both um, a lot worse. But it, if they depth through that one doubles, certainly both and put those performances on in a short format, Dimi better than probably over the past two years, is there anyone who's been better in that very short format? We've seen him at the Slam. It can it can happen at a bit of a switch.
2: Can indeed, Ryan Selby's Adam Gowlas, 6'2, six-two. Daryl Gurney makes it through the first round yet again. 6 over Eddie, lovely. Andrew Gilding continues his uh, resurgence in form, beating uh, Jose de Sousa again. No, both players sub ninety on that one. Eighty-seven plays eighty-four. Uh, the next up, Christopher Rutajski. Look, been a lot of talk about his form, about his throw, uh, but it's literally 100 average. It's 99 point whatever. And he's 100% on the doubles against him. Heimberg's beating him
3: 6-2. It's not bad, is it? The, the problem is, and we say every week, we're speaking about Rutajski, it's just consistency. The, the level it can hit, and this isn't even the top end of it, but it's just the fact he's hitting 100 or 100 plus, and then he's following up with an 88 or a 92 or something around that mark. The, the doubling was sensational. Yes, the following day, he come into the full opponents and sort of had a bit of uh, his own medicine done in the, in the next time, but there's not a lot you can do when someone's finishing the way that um, Retoisty was. I think it was five out of ring and then one ball in there. It was just a sensational finishing display from the pile
2: Soaring is what he does. Um, Brendan Dolan, 6-4 win over the mullet. Danny Jansen, um, pretty standard in that one. And then Rob Cross uh, starts yet another uh, quest on the Euro Tour, if you like, with a 6-5 win over the other class. And again, not the best performance from Rob Cross, but enough to get the job done in that tight moment against yellow who doesn't have his tour card who so not doing this week in week out anymore
3: yeah opportunity for yellow to get the better of rob cross rob Frost was outstanding in the final leg he found a leg that done him over the line but pre that it was uh it was an opportunity missed for me for yellow class and to, to push on and rest to sunday as you said there's not the same amount of opportunities. Now he's lost that tour And so, um, a regret from this weekend is yellow not being able to progress.
2: Indeed. Evening session. Roby John doing an absolute job on Joe Cullen. Another one of the Premier League players that struggled a little bit this weekend. 6-1 win for him. Again, sub-90 average from Roby John. But he's just got this knack of winning on the Euro Tour at the minute. As has this man, Luke Humphrey's 97 average to beat Ryan Meek, perhaps frustrated a <clears> little, <throat> little bit by the throughout, but done enough in that final leg to make sure he <coughs> continued the final day. Uh, Johnny Clayton, this was a, there was a moment of 4-2 when A.D. Lewis missed a load of doubles that would have got him back into this one. A um, little bit edgy, a little bit A.D. Lewis, I suppose, is, is the best way to describe it. Uh, and, and Johnny t- makes the most of that one to put himself into Sunday sessions.
3: Yeah, it was. It's a then. It's just a, a huge win for AD for me on Friday. It's just unfortunate. No one would have expected AD to beat Johnny Clayton if Johnny Clayton was performing what we've seen over the Premier League for 15 weeks. Um, the fact that Johnny didn't and AD didn't push him as enough as what he should. And um, it will be a disappointment, but for me, there is steps in the right direction for Lewis. Um, they're probably not as big of steps as he would like, but there is, he's looking better and more himself for me on stage. Which Adrian Lewis in full flow can only be good for the Hots. I said that a, we, a million times. we, we reached yeah, we, we, we controversial, we've reached brilliance. Weaver, there's just you know there's celebration there's checkouts there's the 180s obviously he's one of the best um and a lot would argue if not the best when he's in full flow there's so much that he brings but he's got to beat the top of his name to bring the otherwise we do see the drop that we've seen here within johnny
2: this is why i definitely should write notes over the weekend was it this weekend that lewis missed a dart at the double for the night did he go eight perfect this weekend
3: No, I thought that was last. It was last. This
2: is why I should write it. It's it's in there somewhere. I just <laughs> can't remember where. it was. Um, next up, look, another Premier League player struggling massively. Uh, it wasn't brilliant from Van Gaal earlier in the week, losing to Michael Smith, uh, and this was far from brilliant. Again, this was a little bit like the Mickey Mansell performance from last weekend, except he just didn't have. The scoring power to keep giving him chances just one from 14 on the outer ring for Michael Van Gogh. And Martin Lukeman took full ch- took every chance handed to him basically six from 16 for his finishing. But he's a little bit further back in a lot of the legs and was just handed them on a plate.
3: Yeah, it's, it's someone punishing Michael because of Michael missed him, but. Adam Dawlas and Martin Lutherman have got to be two people who are absolutely buzzing right now that the Euro Tours is back and in full swing, because they are two players, apart from your Humphreys Cross, MVG maybe, who have got to either a number of finals or done on and won it. Those two players are performing absolute wonders on this. Martin Lutherman, we've seen him play better on Euro Tours, but to then come off the stage, beating MVG 6-1, which what we've seen from Michael over the past few months, but then it's a bit like Joe Cullen with a Premier League earlier. It doesn't show the averages when it shows the 6-1 results. And Martin Lutheran, it's a great win, if not his best win this year in regards to individual performance. Um, so, yeah, Michael miss plenty. But to be there and punish, it's another step. It's a big win. Um, it's underdog that in We'll talk about the performance of the big players coming into weekends like this later on. But... No, nothing for me to be taken away from Martin Luckman, as he's just done and punished, as we've spoken about plenty of times with MVG doing to other players.
2: Same story, pretty much in terms of enjoying being back, having the Euro Tour back for Martin Schindler, seeded this weekend in the 16th spot, uh, 6-2 defeat over Mads Rasma. Solid from Shindy as he continues to be on the Euro Tour once again. Uh, Peter Wright job done over Johan Enström with some shiny new news uh, a new ring grip at the back with I don't even know what the grip at the front was called it's like got little dots on it uh indents uh, craters however you want to describe it but Peter Wright with the job done um Danny Knopper beating Michael Smith in another belter um these two Lee having a little bit of a I don't want to say rivalry but when they meet they're producing at both ends of the game, aren't they? They had that UK Open final where it wasn't brilliant, really, from either player, but but gets over the line. Smith gets revenge on the Pro Tour like the other weekend. Um, then they meet again here. They're having some good battles at both ends of the scale, performance-wise. They both get drawn into a scrap. It's edgy. It's good. When they're both brilliant, they're both on it. They don't give each other any mind games or anything. They just play the game.
3: Yeah, we've got the, the top dame at the moment is MVG Johnny Clayton. For me, when you're just facing two people together and the quality of dame we see, whether it be the drama quality, all that, this is probably the next one on the on the tour at the moment that always seems to provide a great performance from both or a similar level from both. Um in this one it was probably the best quality on the Saturday. Um hard to argue with any of the others really that Sean has both players performing as a tan, and I think there'll be plenty more between these two, because they seem to de- the, whatever it is, they seem to de- not always the best out of each other, but they always seem to compete at the same level. We've re- smashed in 100-plus or mid-90s. They always seem to be there, that it's a tight game, um, and it is a very, very enjoyable watch. It is indeed, as was
2: this and- final game, I thought, Nathan Rafferty with arguably the performance of the day, 101 average from the youngster, defeating Dirk Van Dijvenboden at 6-3. Uh, plenty of maximum, big checkout, decent finishing stats from both, but the youngster getting the job done over Dirk, massive, massive result for Nathan Rafferty.
3: Yeah, highly spoken about individual young, lot of talent, and it's another one. These... These experiences, what people have missed with Euro Tours, are, are going to help certain individuals, and Rafty's going to be one of those who... It's hard to take, because playing someone like Dirt, with that wart on, when you're already stood on stage, then have an impact on how you play your game, without a doubt. There's a photo right behind him early on, um, and we can see that. But it was, a, it was a sensational performance from Nathan Rafty to beat Dirt, who seems to be... Um, Detting better on TV, uh, getting more back to where he was in uh, COVID times. So, great win for Nathan. But I love that wartime. Absolutely love that wartime. He's got to be the first player. He's got to be the first player that I can think of who's already on the stage before his name has been called out. I don't think I've ever seen it before, <laughs> but on his walk no, so on stage, he, sat, he, he recently, was on the stage. Hasn't it? Really... It
2: never used to. He used
3: to have the normal
2: walk down the aisle, but we saw it in, was it in Budapest <laughs> the other week, or was it in Haggis Magdeburg, yeah, one, one of the two yeah. exhibitions? He legged it on stage with that little lad that both bumped about to it. It is just different, isn't it? You don't have to like the music. Sure. You can appreciate just what Dirk has to do to get himself going, what he feels like and, and what he gets a reaction with.
3: I love, I love seeing it. I know uh, Phil's not the same, but it's great. It's great. And the fact he's there, Lloyd says, a die moving at that speed. I wish I could. Does he soon? He's a lovable well, if child. I'm a
1: security guard. I'm
2: getting out of
3: get the hit. way, by the way,
1: because if I'm good in
2: front of the steps, stopping people coming, Dirk's what, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, very wide. If he starts going down that aisle, someone's getting flattened.
1: My worry <laughs> is if he misses the first step.
3: would it stop him? It'd just be going on going the floor it instead.
1: Stanley's just getting absolutely KO'd. <laughs> <Wardos>. <laughs> um First of all, everyone, just a little apology. We're not going to have Luke tonight and can't get literally. I don't know why, but we're going to do a Zoom with him tomorrow now instead for you. So he can still have his say. And everything so we will still getting to you just just a few hours behind what we were hoping
2: can't tell me off for saying his
1: internet's crap there either perfect it's not it, it's not his internet for some reason it's the browser I won't let him open the link and we've tried I've tried about five different browsers with him yeah your guess is as good as mine Explorer. <laughs> um, you. you can take us through the Sunday session. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Um, moving on to the Sunday, Martin against Martin, Lukman against Schindler, and you can't help but think it was the um the twelfth man of the um the German crowd that got Schindler through this one. And the Euro
2: tour for home nation players.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: was wasn't their best um, but Schindler wins in a deciding leg there's a theme here, another deciding leg Damon Hetter beats Ryan Searle 6-5
3: <clears throat>
1: nearly just about to clip 102 the average from Hetter, this was more like the Damon Hetter we'd seen um, in the Pro Tour not the last few Euro Tours where he's had first round defeats but it was um the heat who went on this this was a, a weird game um <coughs> roby john roby john was just nowhere near his best in this eurozor god but found a way to win games and again six three over super chin averaging 88
2: I mean, you'll take it and you'll run with it every single day of the week, but there is <laughs> concerns about just how often that level of performance is winning games at Pro
1: Tour and Euro Tour level right now. There has to be. We're going we're to come on to that shortly, but, yeah, look, there, there's something not quite right at the moment. Then, a very good game, this one, and when you look at the numbers, Boy,
3: see, Kristoff Ratajski's averaged 106.5 and, and lost 6-4 to Bobby. Yeah, sit. Uh, sit. Ratajski done it Saturday, added back to him on Sunday. There was just the point in this. The, the, the finishing at 4-2 down, when Rob Frost pinged treble 18, double 18, with Ratajski sitting on 80, and then followed up the, um, the following lead with a 170, was just... It was just, it was, there was something there that just shown it was Tross' game. With obviously I think at the point was 12 points in front of him at the average. I think it finished about seven or eight, but it just showed those moments, um, cliche like saying right things at the right time, but it was those two leads that, that just spun that round in the way of Rob Cross to then doing and um, push on because there were two massive leads and two great checkouts. What a celebration yeah, as well. I haven't seen I haven't seen that sort of emotion from Frost on a stage for quite a while. He always shows a little bit, but when that one seventy dropped, there was an awful lot. And when he did over the line at the end as well. Uh, yeah. How do you hit a
2: ton every every leg, or an average a ton every leg? Better than one forty every <coughs> leg, and chuck <took> three for these <coughs> in there and still lose six four.
1: Yeah, bonkers um moving into the bottom half brendan dolan ended andrew gilding's run a 6-3 win again some averages in this one there's a theme which we will talk about later on in the show um luke Humphreys, joe mernon again nothing to write home about finally we had something half decent um peter wright a 6-1 winner over johnny clayton averaging 103 it gets better but Obviously, that's a very, very tidy performance from Snakebite with these new darts, which he wasn't meant to use until New York. <laughs>
3: hmm. It, it needed some, something. I think this, this performance hurt the results, obviously, at Clayton, but, but the performance probably hurt Joe Cullen more than it than Johnny Clayton, <laughs> because Peter Wright has any, anything of the sorts, really. Coming into this Thursday, Joey's would have been favourite on current form. This performance would have hurt Joe a lot more than anyone else because if he can find that on Thursday, it's a completely different game than what the Peter Wright we've seen currently. It was a more confident Peter Wright. There was some some change in the way we've seen him play recently. I've mentioned it a few times, about. Is just general persona and how he seems to be, but there was just something in that one, some some flipped a switch and it was the Peter Wright that we've seen go on and, and lift a world title. It was a it was a very all round good performance from Snake Boys, and like says worrying times for Joe after this, but made it more interesting, certainly. Um, and then Danny Knoppett sealed a place in the quarterfinals,
1: six four <laughs> over from that. Both tonne-plus averages. Very good from both gob, and look, we've said it for a long, long time. Nathan Rafferty has a huge, huge future in this sport. We all said once he, his, once he got his tour card, he'd be alright. Now he's got it. He's showing why everyone was speaking about him.
2: Yeah, he's producing good level performances. Obviously, that next step is consistency and how often you do produce it. But like He's showing where his ceiling game is at the minute, and He's another one of an incredibly talented crop of players under the age of 25 that are starting to ply their trade as full-time professional art players.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then moving into the evening session, cup collection session. It used to be cup collection day, but now it's cup collection session on the Euro Tour. And um, Martin Schindler run come to an end. And again, you look at the averages. Shinners averaged 99 and lost in a deciding leg to Damon Hetter. He moved into the semi-finals. Also coming down, Rob Cross defeats uh, Roby John 6-4. Luke Humphreys absolutely demolizes Brendan Dolan 6-0, averaging 100. The reason I'm zipping through these one quickly because we have to talk about this bottom one. We've just spoken about right in the last one. Where the effing out? has this come from? Over the last five, six weeks, we have seen no indication that this is going to come. But Peter Wright beats Danny Knopp at 6-1, averaging 111.16. Knopp it's averaged 104 himself, Gob. Where has that come from?
2: Must be the darts. Must be the darts. If he goes on now, qualifies through the Premier League this week, goes to New York, picks up the title, returns and wins the Premier League in a couple of weeks, all with these darts, they are going to fly off the shelf because everybody's going to think they're magic.
3: Yeah, they'll, they'll fly off the shelf and then not be used to them by Peter. You know how it works.
2: Um, <laughs> Tell you what, by the way, if I worked in marketing for Winmore Red Dragon, I'd have to wear, like, a crash helmet constantly. Because every single time they do something for Peter Wright, he goes and breaks it early, changes his mind too quickly, or you can't push it. I'd constantly be walking around, smacking my head against a
1: brick wall. At that point, you just some padding. To be fair, I'm, I was chatting to the guys over in South Wales. Um, these darts have actually been in the making for a long time they've been tweaking, testing. So this design and dart has actually been in the making for a long, long time. And this is how they've got them to. But like I said, they were meant to be the New York dart, but they've come out a little bit early. Um, I dropped dropped a message on our WhatsApp chat at Thursday, he was handed them half an hour before play on Thursday. I wish. Um, wish. But semi finals. Bobby Cross was having none of it. He was like, hang on a minute. If you can do that, I'm going to have a bash at this as well. Um, Cross averages 110 in a 7 4 victory over Damon Hetter, Boise.
3: Yeah, we. Only the Euro Tour had an impact on the Premier League. We did see a different lineup next year. Does he certainly uh, fighting back currently? The, the performances he's putting in week in week out on this are of a high quality, but this one was special. Um, we've seen a drop. We've seen probably the announcement have a bit of an impact on Rob Cross, but he's getting back. There is signs that we are seeing Cross at a level of then. And normally when Cross is at his best. It's normally those 18s that have been absolutely punished. I talked about one of the check-outs that he'd done and then Retoisty, the 90-outs. But that, the double-18, when that's on, we know that Cross is on. It's normally a, a telltale sign of how good he's performing when he, he's pinning them in for fun. Um, but it was a, a great performance from Rob Cross and not a lot that Damon had to had spoke about him dropping off currently. But there wasn't an awful lot that he could do to get into this one only had six opportunities at a double.
1: One thing we often speak about, the, the rock Cross action, this weekend it looked amazing that there was that snap in, in the action. We all know the dart is quite loose in his hand. We, we, we know that. But that snap was there and they were just sitting up perfectly to attention all weekend. And that's the Bobby that won the match play, the World Championship. When the darts are pinging up Straight like soldiers, like they were standing to attention, he's dangerous. And just think he's won everything that he's won. Spoiler alert, he still hasn't won a Euro tour event.
2: <laughs> That's mad. The fact he's won the European Championship, by the way, without winning, won.
1: you've won the match play, you've won the worlds, <laughs> you've not won a Euro tour event. It's one of one of Dart's little anomalies that's just absolutely brilliant. And I've just had a message through as well. Um, speaking of Mr. Mr. Rob Cross, Rab is watching us as well. Good to have you on board, Rab, as always. Um, just dropped me a little little message. Um, second semi-final. Um, again, Luke Humphreys take a bow, averaging 108
2: Peter Wright's 99 in a 7-4 victory job tidy <laughs> tidy tidy indeed um, not a lot you can do about that when, when, when Luke Humphries turns up that only, 50, only 50% on the doubles as well averages 108 and at this point in the tournament by the way he still hadn't hit a ton plus checkout he'd made the final without hitting one
1: mad um moving on to that final spoiler alert because the picture is going up um but what a final it was it went all 15 legs both of them averaging over the ton mark luke humphreys takes out 108 with rob cross sat on tops that is a hell of a set of stones from anyone boy see to do that when your opponent is is there waiting
3: to put pants and you do that. Yeah, it's unbelievable from Lou Tomfries to go back to back in these Euro tours to then do it in that against the throw. There was just that one, we spoke about how, how the process throw is or has been this weekend. Just that one down for that 43, second the third visit just seemed to have a bit of an effect and seemed to lift Lute a little bit more, but to then go out in on that one with Frost on tops, and let's be honest, I think if Tross would have had them three, we'd have expected him to take out those, how well he's played. Same would have applied if helpful. Humphreys would have been on tops, and it would have been the other way around. Um, so it's a sensational performance from Lute, but a lot of credit to Rob Frost to go back-to-back weekends, I said, all the praise to Lute in regards to winning these back-to-back. But for Rob to now will back-to-back in Euro Tour Finals, after still not winning one, it's a lot of confidence. And if we can carry that on, when we enter the, the July onwards and we see this form, there's got to be a TV tournament winning there if he continues to play the way he is, he's playing too. at the minute, especially when we see a few of the top players not maintaining that level week in, week out. There's opportunities there for Cross, as there is for the man and our screen now, who continues to impress...
1: Yeah.
3: Just, just uh, hope, just one thing to Lute, I just hope it's not impeding too soon this year. I just hope it's not the case because we know that the back end of the year has an impact, a huge impact on the start of next year on the Premier League, which is where Lute is aiming towards and he's driven towards. Just hope it can continue this because we'll see some top quality finals as this one was. After this
1: weekend, the order of merit... Um, Rob Cross is 10 Luke Humphries is up to 13 but again because of the way the ranking is done right now in that top 10 for me both of these two are playing better than Dimitri, Jose and Gary right now these two are showing top top 10 top 8 form easily yeah I'd, put, I'd probably put
2: Danny Knopper in that Conversation as well, maybe just to, just a tier below them, but I, I don't think he's a million miles behind these two.
1: No, I I, I agree. Um, and but before we before we move on to start previewing, obviously all this week's action and stuff like that, it, it's a very topical thing, and it was spoken about on Twitter an, an awful lot over the weekend. The overall standard right now, we've seen it more and more in the Premier League. The, the Premier League used to be. The, the elite, and we used to see these massive averages week on week. But on the Euro Tour and the Premier League, we are seeing more sub-95 averages and knocking down even sub-90 averages. God, where, where are we at, at the moment? And are we in a bit of a a reset period? Because, look, the standard 2016, 17, 18 was off the the scale when we had Phil towards the back end of his career, but still doing bits. Michael and Gary going at it. Where are we right now?
2: I think there's a little bit of lack of motivation, maybe. Because there isn't that one dominant force right now for everybody to chase. Everybody's like... There's a lack of urgency from everybody else. There doesn't seem to be anybody that's got that desire and that level that they can just go out and and dominate the field like Phil Taylor did, like Van Gerwen did, like Price did to a certain extent, where we've had that little bit of a changeover. Pete Wright likes tinkering. Gezi has his favourite events, his preferred events, and they aren't the Premier League. Um, And there is an awful lot of darts right now. The Orators returned. Incredibly frequently at the minute, and so what it feels like. Plus, we've had a significant amount of pro tours to get to this point because of the amount of um, just events you have to get through to have a, a decent pool for qualification for your TV events as they start to approach next year. Your Premier League players are probably playing more matches than ever before because of that change in in format and there is a high demand to see these guys as well, there, there is commercial opportunities you, you cannot ignore the amount of the top 16 guys that are seeded, that are playing on a Thursday night in the Premier League or the other week when we had pro tours on a Tuesday and Wednesday and instead of going to the venue, relaxing, getting themselves set up they're flying to a different part of the world, doing an exhibition on the Friday night in Europe and then going to their European t- t- tour on a Saturday and by that point they've made the money for the weekend Especially with the fees that some of them can charge for exhibition events, you, you've seen how many people have been at some of the ones we've seen on social media over the last few weeks from from all companies and, and whatever else that they can put on. There is such demand for these guys in Europe that's why the Euro Tour exists, and these exhibitions are just picking up where these emerging markets are and, and plugging the gap right now where the PDC can't get enough events in there or, or can't. Satisfy what they'd need for for their size of event, and these guys are—they're making their money for the weekend. They're getting to a point where they're pretty comfortable in rankings-wise on the European tour. They don't need to do an awful lot to change where they are in the world rankings. That will come when the TV events start hitting the back end of the year, and perhaps they're just schedule managing and and going through the motions, knowing that match the match play is where the rest of their season starts.
1: But, Boise, is is there a danger that when you take your eye off the ball, which potentially some of them may, some of them may not, it may just be fatigue, trying to flick that switch for the match play is potentially a hard thing to do. Because, yes, some of the greats can just turn it on and off like a tap. But if it's not there, if you're just stuttering a little bit just to try and flick that for the match play, it's a dangerous game to play.
3: Very, very dangerous and even more so for me is that there is a lot of Euro tours at the minute and we, we have saw an outstanding back-end quarter-final, semi-final, final yesterday but then predominantly wasn't a great week in regards to standard on Premier League and that. We've got now after this weekend, there's some of the players who are going to be down to Blackpool who have only got five probably Players' Championships, I think, before the match play. But are there already, and won't be playing anything else, and we'll be down in there fresh. Where a lot of these top players are going to be traveling the world. We've got the World Series coming up. Um, I think we've got one more Euro Tour before a match play. So, sorry, two more before it. One just one early July. I do think there is problems for some of these players. Um, Lighter Gary, who we know can flick it on and. But it says there will be that one performance there but the number of that is growing and it's not just that one player it's it's more and more um and that's why the credit deserves to go to someone like lute and rob who's who's been getting there back to back but there is question marks at the minute about the standard generally because i think dart is in a fantastic place in regards to lot outside of the pdc the dart dart has probably never been in a better place than it is Worldwide from amateur level up, standard-wise at PDC, I just don't think it's where it has been, like you said, four or five years ago, Um, especially at the top part of that. There is still a bit of a difference between your top players and your top sort of eight and down, top ten and down. But the high end of that isn't the same as it was four or five years ago, unfortunately. But it well, turns so on back, well, well, and I'm sure it will turn back.
1: Whilst we're on this subject, though, is is it a coincidence or is it linked that you look at Rob and Luke in particular because they're the, they're the two that are thriving right now? That one, they're not playing Premier League. Two, they're not doing all the exhibitions. Yet, yes, they've done a, done a few, but they've not done the amount that the the others have got. And you look at the likes. Peter Wright has been ill. Gezi, injured. MVG, inconsistent. James Wade, ill. Gary, just Gary. Gary. Right? There, there, there's, there, there, there's, a, there, there's a theme here. that The ones that are trying to do everything and cram everything in are flagging and, and getting ill, picking up injuries. Yet the ones that are... Managing their schedule to a degree, but not trying to overkill themselves,
2: are thriving. Yeah, and there's a couple more points to add to, to Luke and Rob in particular. They're two that have taken an interest in their physical health. In the last 18 months, Rob Cross made, look, it's no secret that that first year or so on tour took him by surprise a little bit, I think. And after the World oh, yeah, Championships, he had that uh, lull for six months and he have gone, actually, I need to sort it out. The, the change in Luke Humphreys from when he was when I was competing against him on a development tour to now, the amount of weight he's lost, the way he's opened up about mental health, is is superb. So it's absolutely no surprise that those two who are looking after themselves are in a lot better position than some of the top guys as well. And they've got points to prove. They both feel they should have been in the Premier League
1: last year. And while the well, rest of the probably. Premier League are stuttering, they're in everywhere. One of them should have been
2: there's
3: no question about that yeah and just just to add to that when we talked about the the performances just looking at the calendar up until the match play there's two euro tours and five players championships for rob and Luke. other than that the calendar is full of events that neither of those will be competing in we've been a world series events we it been World top all these i don't know to add to it and we coming in fresh these two are going to be in a very, very good position. Yes, Luke would probably prefer the match play to be tomorrow because of him having back-to-back the week ends and him in outstanding form. But there's a lot of these players who are going to be travelling the world in the next eight weeks where Luke and Robton prepare as well as wanting to prove a point. puts them in a very, very strong position. Yes, they'd both rather be in New York, I'm sure, and both would rather be in a Premier League playoff final. But actually looking at the rest of this year, it's not a bad position for both of them to be in.
2: Well, no, you think about all the air miles that the, the Premier League guys in particular are racking up. And the fact that the World Cup is before the match play this year, plus the fact they're doing uh, Holland, America and Scandinavia as well, before...
1: Copenhagen to Berlin. Copenhagen. To Edenhausen Cup, so Frankfurt.
2: Let's think back a couple of years ago. Phil Taylor withdrew from one of the World Series events.
1: No, he did to he make sure.
2: Phil Taylor withdrew, knowing <laughs> that everybody else was racking up the air miles. And how fresh <laughs> did he look at that World Match right. How jaded right. did everybody else was. Okay, okay. Stomach Phil stomach was ill. Phil was ill, which worked out in his favour because
1: he was fresh for the James match. James Wade just happened to be in Vegas and had his visa all sorted out. I'm oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It worked in Phil's favour as, as the official line went. And just How much better did he look than everybody else that had, had to do all that? You think about the fact some of the players are already saying Especially- they're tied, picking and choosing on pro tours, or picking and choosing on Euro tours the next couple of months are the events where they're handpicked by the PDC saying no, isn't really an option for these guys now, because we've seen with Michael Smith in the past. We've seen with Adrian Lewis in the past. If you speak out or say, you don't want to do something, the chance of you getting back there takes a couple of years to do, no matter how marketable you are right now. These guys have got to go and do the air miles. They've got to go and do the world series. They've got to go and do the world cup.
1: Oh, I, when Adrian said no to Australia, I don't think he's played a World mm-hmm. Series since. Exactly. And that they've got to go and put
2: in all these air miles for the next few months, travelling, plus, look, the World Series, as much as they may not be the biggest thing here in the UK, delayed darts club, hashtag whatever, Why are you tweeting at the same time the results are going on, that's literally the biggest concern in the UK. The amount of press and media these guys do while they're in these countries... They're on a three-day press packet before they even pick up a dart. I've seen the
1: media schedule for New York. Ridiculous, like great, but they are everywhere. They've got they've got media at the Eiffel at the Eiffel Tower, at the Statue of Liberty, Rockefeller, um, you name it. They are going there. They are absolutely everywhere in New York promoting the sport. And like you say, yes, the World Series isn't appreciated in the UK, and it's laughed and it's mimicked, but. For growing darts, the World Series is absolutely huge. But I I agree with you. And there's no coincidence that that Johnny Clayton, and obviously Luke's not even there, but he's having this weekend off. Johnny Clayton is missing Zwoller. I'm still amazed that on the list right now for Zwoller this weekend, the top three or top four are all going. I'm I'm amazed that, that, that they're doing it
2: still time that's still before yeah. the, the finable period because they can still chuck extra home nation qualifiers in so
1: ah, they right one of them if not two of them can't because i know one of them their flights for new york are set they are flying monday from amsterdam to lisbon lisbon to new york because they couldn't get back to london to fly direct in time so they, they booked their flights so certainly one of them is committed He's got to go because the way his flights to New York
2: is scheduled. That's crazy. It's um, crazy that we're in addition. Yes, this is professional sport. Yes, they are making an awful lot of money out of these situations. That's just the way it is. And they're being recognised because they are the more noticeable stars of the game, if you like. It's easier to brand it elsewhere. So they're being rewarded for work done previously and they're getting a financial reward for putting themselves through this. But it's at the point where we're going – at what detriment to their season and is that payoff worth it?
1: No, I agree. Um, Evening to Shawnee Mack and Scotty Walters are in the chat room as always. Nice to have you on board. Um, Right, We are going to have to move on. It's a great debate and we can talk about this so much more. And We will do when the schedule isn't absolutely chaos like it is now, but this coming weekend, God, this one's your baby. We have the World Seniors Masters. I was gonna I want to say the match plan, I knew it was wrong. Um, the World yeah, Seniors The, the Masters... fact is M M&M and M
2: back to back is is getting a yeah. little bit of tweeting um, going which one Yeah. Um we'll
1: return to the left side.
2: We do. Well you say return to. I've never been, so this will be an experience for me.
3: No, oh we will oh it will though it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can guarantee that
1: not any good but I am either. looking
2: I am looking forward to it um, pros?
1: there's a bar <laughs> I wouldn't drink from that no, I, I think not if you like yeast The, the buzz around the
2: Circus Tavern was was brilliant. I think the fact that the Premier League's been slap bang in the middle of this has probably taken a little bit of attention away from the seniors. Um, but the fact we've got this, then we've got a week off, then we've got the Redding qualifier for the uh, match playing hole. The next few weeks is going to be a lot of attention on the seniors, especially once we get a trophy on this one and, and the attention that comes with a, a TV tournament. Um Really, really looking forward to it. I think the lineup is great. Um, all three players that have qualified through the qualifiers that I was at Reading um, w- are more than capable of going on to win this trophy. And there's, there's plenty of stories underneath this. Look, Painter versus Thornton was a semi final last time out. There's a potential that it could be first round if. Painter can beat David Cameron, who was at the Lakeside what four, five weeks ago, competing at the WDF World Championship. The fact that he just nipped across, qualified, and then disappeared again. He was paying for Ubers between Lakeside and Reddin uh, to get there and back on the Friday and the Saturday. Uh, qualified enough to do so again on the Sunday, but yeah, looking forward to that one. Be good to see Colin Monk back on TV. Uh, Bob Anderson, Keith Della. I just want another moment from Bob Anderson. That 180 was the moment of the tournament last time. Um, absolutely brilliant. Um, but I'm expecting big things from Keith Della. Put a lot of practice in last time, but it wasn't match practice. And this time, I know he's been back to play um, Super League. He's playing a lot more local competitions as well. Um, lots of best of five stuff, um, which should set him up nicely for this. Uh, short set, cutthroat. Got to be on it from Dart number one. Uh, Terry Jenkins, Richie Housen is an absolute stormer of a prelim round for the right to play Trina Gulliver. Um to be honest, whoever wins that, I can see going deep enough to potentially even a semi-final from there. Um, Martin Adams, is. I'd love to see him fully fit. I'm a little bit concerned about the leg that was playing up a little bit last time. Struggled in the live league in his appearance after that. Uh, he'll play either Roland Schulton or Wayne Jones. I'm um, looking forward to that one. Lisa Ashton, Tony O'Shea should be a really good game. I think Lisa is in a better place now than she was uh, at the Circus Tavern. Uh, John Lowe, Les Wallace should be pretty interesting. And then Phil Taylor takes on either Paul Lim or John Park. That's a tasty, tasty little part of the draw there. Um, Paul Lim, the, the fans vote winner, uh, which went down really well as well. So, yeah, look, really looking forward to a trip to the lakeside and what could happen over the three or four days I'm traveling down Thursday lunchtime to make sure that I'm there in good time Lee will be joining me Thursday evening well, so well, well, there's a child. for the first time the ever <laughs> no it can't be because we will be hosting the fallout bar together in the same place somehow
3: Yes, I like we will.
2: Because that's just the dedicated professionals that we are. Correct. I like that. If there is alcohol available, though, we, we might help ourselves. But you never know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and run it together in the same room and have a have a conversation about it. Uh, we just got set up. I'll bring my webcam. Uh, see what we can do with it. Um and go from there. It's not so... a bad
3: it's not a bad night to have the first fallout Bar to Devat and to considering yes there's felt on one day, but not a bad one to have. But back to the seniors Dob. A few questions just in the chat room and I would we'll touch on them yes. later around TV coverage and format. Right. I'm
2: trying to get all this in graphic format, which is why it's not on social media yet uh it'll be on bt sport in the uk uh, that was announced a long long time ago uh it's staying on sport one in germany and the rest of the world will be via uh, pay-per-view once again links to come later in the week um format let me just get it up for you so i don't make a mistake uh we are returning to set play best of three legs which is the old masters format and because of that we're playing slightly more sets than we did at the world Championship. A match, big fan but I'm of just the old, getting it. Big fan of the best of threes, like the old masters. It is best of threes. I'm just getting it so I know exactly which rounds. I'm pretty sure the prelim, the first round, and the quarterfinals are first to four sets. The semi final is first to five sets. And the final is first to six sets,
1: best of 11. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, look, I, I, I like that. Um, no, there's Some some interesting potential stories in the draw as well. Look, we know it doesn't always work out that way, but who wouldn't love Martin Adams, Phil Taylor in the semi-final from the bottom half and the, the, the top half is, again, wide open. And again, in, in, in the chat room, Henry, how dare you? He makes it sound as if i was causing trouble how dare you sir how dare. i pretended Sorry.
3: to listen i, I pretended <laughs> to listen to him for seven days
1: <laughs> um so early predictions for the seniors who are you going for then, boys
3: you know what this is, this is worse now we've seen most of them, <laughs> because last time it was a bit of a, if he turns up or if he plays like he used to, or he does this. Like the tour the of the performance that Phil put in and he's taught afterwards. And we've seen him, was it last week in an ex- exhibition in Germany? In Germany he was. Yeah. The standard in the world seniors for me surpassed what I expected. But if he can maintain a 94 throughout, it puts him in a great position. And he's a player who you don't want to write off. It's just, can he do it? Because. palmy thinks there's a, there's a repeat, uh, repeat of what we saw before. It's just, hopefully, that injury of Martin Adams isn't as, as bad or it's, it's done. I'm not sure of the, the state of Martin currently with his leg, uh, but if Martin's performing to the, the stand he was, that I know. Um, Dob mentioned about the Bob Anderson thing. The point being the standouts. The one for me was though the Martin Adams was it five ton plus then and Richie O'Sullivan. Who I'm so happy he's back here because he didn't deserve that. He put in. It was great to qualify. It was right yeah, But then me. he's got to draw one Terry time. Jenkins, who was
2: just solid last time out. It's like man yeah. can't catch a break.
3: But I'm just glad he's back because that performance from Martin Adams will be something that will stick with me, especially as someone who'd grown up watching Martin Adams and meeting him, has been to him more that weekend and just been an all round really nice bloke. To so then down the stage and put that performance in was just unreal. So for me, we've reached the heart, rolling in the head. I can see a bit of a repeat of the final that we saw in the World Seniors Championship. And I can see Thornton and Martin Adams meeting again. den. But there's still be question marks on both. Paint will want his revenge on Thornton. Um, and the fact that Painter will have had a dame under his belt, if he gets through it, that's if he gets through it, to Dobbs point, David Cameron will put up a fight. Um, if they can get through that first dame, I then think we'll see a repeat. And I'm down for Thornton to win back-to-back titles. Oof.
1: Oof. Where
2: are you going, Garple? I think Thornton loses first round, regardless of who wins that first match. <laughs> camera. Bold. I think the winner of that beats Colin Monk and is in the semi final. I think the winner of Terry Jenkins or Richie Howson makes the semi final via Trina Gulliver and Keith Della. I think we see Wayne Jones play Lisa Ashton. And I think we might see Lisa in a semi final. And I think. I think we get a seven-setter between John Park and Phil Taylor, and I'm just not sure which way it goes. And the winner of that comes through Wallace or Lowe to make the other semi-final against Lisa Ashton.
3: To that seven-setter on Friday night, last game on, I don't think it helps the fact that John Park would have already played, where sometimes it can be an advantage. But if he does seven sets, I think it does. Especially if he goes deep against
2: Art, that's a 4-2 and then he's got yeah. two games to recover yeah. and then goes again against Taylor. That might be a little bit. Um, but I am going to back either Jenkins or Housen whichever one wins that first round game.
3: Someone sitting on the fence right. so I was going to say, do
1: you want do you want some tweezers to get those splinters
2: out. Yeah. The look on Phil's face says he's between three players as well, so don't give me that, buzz. No, no. Phil's between. Girl. Girl. Glad I just sat there. He's well happy. Phil's <laughs> with it. Don't then start piling on. No, no, right, mine's mine's comfortable. So, Thornton will play.
1: Keith Della in the semi finals. Thornton wins. Martin Adams will play Phil Taylor in the semi finals. Phil Taylor wins. And Taylor wins the final.
3: Oh,
1: Phil, you've gone on reputation. I've, not, I've been
3: chatting to Phil on WhatsApp and he feels good and he feels
1: ready. Can I just add to if that? I know his results from last weekend.
3: If your prediction is right, Phil, and we still fill Phil, Tyler, Martin, Adams in the semi-final, I'll be happy Sunday, Sunday evening, whatever happens, because I'd love to see them two it then on, on a stage, TV stage. That would be my dream, semi.
2: Yeah. You'd
1: have a Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this, this is um, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Shawnee Mac thinks i mean a Taylor, backlash. Uh, pulling the fans pick. Yeah. Um, so, that is
3: that one. Um, Phil, before we move on, can we get someone to come off that fence and tell us who we think he's going to win the... I that's a good point. I, well, I want a winner. winner. Well, it's going to be the winner of this one. Who wins that game?
2: Richie Howson wins the title. I've been in Reading both times and I've been in Newbury. His scoring power is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Uh, Machine one eighty says, "How much for the winner of this?" I don't. I don't know. God. do you know what the prize money is for the winner? I don't at the minute. We'll try and find out and get back to you. Yes. So that is the seniors. From there, I think it's this one. I hope it's this one. We are going for a night on the tune. Thursday night I just told is you. the
3: last. I was hoping you was going to press that and like Lou Tomfrey's was just going to appear and whatever you've been trying to do for the past half hour would just (laughs) happen. He's sat there on his settee watching TV. Uh,
1: (laughs) The last regular night of the Kazoo Premier League and it is all on the banks of the Tyne. But who will it be? We know the top three or we know three, three of the playoff places all will be decided. But... Let's go for it. First up, Gary Anderson against Johnny Clayton. Chat room, get involved with this as well. Can any of us see Johnny Clayton not winning this one?
2: I don't think it matters Why either way.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not
2: saying it matters. No, with the throw, going for the motions. Although, that being said, he was sort of going through the motions last week. He lost with an 80-something average on the Orator this week. One last moment yeah. of glory
1: for Gary on the Premier League stage. How funny would that well, be if he rocks up, well. he finishes bottom, wins two nights. <laughs> um, well, well that Johnny equals uh,
3: Johnny 6-2 for me. Mm, I, then, hard to See it being one-sided. About that. Midway.
1: All eyes. It is a straight shootout. Pistols at dawn on the banks of the River Tyne. Or oh, the Utility Arena, but it sounds better. Um, Joe Cullen versus Peter Wright. The winner will go to Berlin. But who will that be, Boise?
3: Not a clue. Um, Peter Wright edges it sits four. Nervy, nervy game. I just think Peter, that's an early break. We see a couple of switches of break in there, but I think Peter's experience just let him over the line. Go. Yeah, I've got snake Snakebite as well.
0: That,
2: this weekend's just something that, that little bit different. It, it's all on the first couple of legs for me. If if Cullen starts slowly and allows Peter to stay in the match, then then Peter wins. If Cullen Cullen goes 3-0 up, job done. I I don't see Peter fighting back. It'll produce a couple of legs, but I just think Joe will be able to keep him at arm's length. The fat right will need two breaks to get back, etc. But yeah, anything other than Cullen leading 3-0 and I've got Peter
1: right all day. I'm going to stick with the statistics <clears throat> I'm going with the man that has the darts. I'm going Joe Cullen, just because I think having the throw has been so pivotal in this Premier League, as it's shown. And the rock star having the darts. Also, Peter's going to have to find something or do something or do the same as what he did on Sunday. Um, I don't know what that was, but whatever it is, he needs to do that again. Um, it, no, I'm going. I'm going. Joe. Battle, battle of the Michaels up next, and again, two players that, that will be going through the motions. I thought Mvg's interview on via play on Thursday was interesting, where he said he had no motivation. It was a dead game because he was already at Berlin. Uh, an interesting take, gob.
2: Yeah, and the dark thing is this one's exactly the same, if not more now, because last weekend he still could have got ahead of Johnny Clayton. There was only a six-point gap at the end of the night because Clayton went all the way to the final. There was motivation for embry to go and finish first. There's no financial reward for it, but you know how precious he's been over that spot for the last decade almost, and now he just refuses to let anybody have it for so long. That battle with Rob Cross that went all the way, does us taking it off they've hurt him an awful lot, um, but this week he, he can't go anywhere. He literally can only finish second. It's a case of turn up, do my job, get out of there, get on the road, and be ready to go because he's just got that busy week coming up. Playing playing less games for Michael van Gerwen on night 16 is the best thing for him.
1: But there was also a difference before because you get twenty five grand for topping the table. Now you don't get anything. That was always his his motivation was that twenty five grand bonus where now you don't get anything for topping the table. which is why last week so he was part, like yeah. Ten grand
2: for winning this, but doesn't mean an awful lot when you' then got to go and play Euro for three days. where well, you win twenty five grand if you go and win it through the same format on the final day. And then he's got to travel and get himself to New York anyway. Yeah.
1: But who wins? Smith. Yeah. Boise.
3: MVG. I just think Odette Dobbs' point, um, similar. Just looking at that, them four doesn't. A good opportunity for MVG to pick up ten tie this week. I think there's the bottom two. There's not a huge motivation for Price, James Wayne, Not sure how much is recovered. Looking at what performance he put in last week, so I think there's a big opportunity for MVG to just pick up that ten tie. I think I can see probably in the first game being a bit edgy, but I think if he gets them through that, top of the game for ten thousand pound. So, yeah, I see MVG you Pass Smith.
1: Yeah, look, I just think it's a case of none of them want to play it and I'm going to go MVG just because he has the darts. Um, bottom one, again, this is the, the, this this is a really intriguing one. You've obviously got Gezi, who we all know doesn't like the Premier League at the best of times and when he can't win, can't do anything, he genuinely isn't going to care about this game. James Wade, we all, when he's fit and well, we all know he plays to a level all the time. But again, last week didn't look well at all. I don't know if a week is enough to get him, get him right, God. After what we saw, because genuinely he looks so out of sorts. And look, he was obviously very ill to spend three days in hospital in in the first place. So. I
2: we don't know what to expect from this game. Me neither. I don't think there's any real big motivation to go and target third or fourth either. You're playing Michael Van Gerwen or Johnny Clayton, who in a first to ten are both just as dangerous as each other right now. There's no, or oh, I'd rather play this one at the minute, I think. You're just going to take whichever hand you're dealt. You're going to throw second in the match no matter what.
1: yeah
2: do they pull off for the final or his own advantage of being third should fourth place make the final as
1: well what in the what in Berlin you
3: mean yeah I don't know Is it highest
1: ranked
3: I can... score? yeah I, I assume it will be
2: so that's potentially the only thing to look ahead to is two and a half games time will you get the throw if you're successful. And I just don't see a lot of motivation either of these two.
1: No, I, I don't know. Look, this could be a sub 90 average, where both of them genuinely don't care. I think Wade's not in Zwoller,
2: is he? No. So this is his only practice before cool. New York, and we we'll want to make an impression in New York, I guess. So, this is his, his little warm-up event. So, maybe he's got that little advantage over over Gezi and the fact he's got a 5-1 head-to-head record against the Iceman right now and won't want to start giving that up for freebies. So, maybe James just, but like I said, I, I can't see the player going berserk or
1: getting emotional over it. No, I'm, I'm with you. Boise, where are you going?
3: Price, I'm not too sure on what level is it from Wade. I think Price would just have enough. Um, I see. I think, hopefully, it'll be an improved, Wade. We don't to see what we saw last week. Um, but I think Price will have enough.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going... I'm going Price just because I don't know how well James is. Um if James had been fit and healthy, even though he qualified, I still think he'd do a number on him. Um, Dan says in the chat room, could any of the top three guys pull out, and would they get fined? Could they put? Are they allowed to pull out? Yes. However, the PDC would go absolutely nuts, and they would get fined massively for pulling out just because they don't want to play in a Premier League. They'd have to be ill, dying, or have no hands.
3: And yeah, I, now, I think the only, yeah, they've got another one. The yeah. only one, the only one I think would it wouldn't be too bad on is if James Wade did as London. As he then followed up and says, Oh, I tied the New York as well, so I'm still not well enough. And there was a London impact on that just because of his obviously we're not sure how bad he was, yeah. previously, but then he'd still be potentially a fine, yeah. Um, so
1: who wins? Night 16, gentlemen, and who do they beat in the final chat room as well? Who wins night 16?
3: Wraps up the lead in style. And Johnny Clayton, we see a Johnny Clayton MVG final once more. I think if MVG gets through that first game, the motivation's there to go on and pick up the 10k. Whoever comes through the second game, that will be enough. And I think either Joe and Peter relax. Um, and I'll just see Johnny then going on and wrapping up the Premier League with a, another nightly win and another 10k to add to his ever growing pot of tash in the Premier League. Job.
2: I'm a hopeless romantic.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Last chance saloon. Michael Smith.
1: To be fair, Parley would love Michael Smith. To well, win once this. Joe Collin and Peter Wright
2: have a result against each other, the rest of the night is really insignificant for them. Unless, like I said, they have a real big preference over who they play, whether that be Michael Van Gogh or not Johnny Clayton. And at the same time, if James Wade goes and puts himself in a semi-final or a final, it's irrelevant what they do anyway. They're staying exactly where they are. So once they've got that yeah. result, they're in final yeah. night. pressure off their shoulders, nobody really cares. The only person playing for absolutely anything after that is Michael Smith to not be the only
1: one to not win a night. I'm going for Johnny Clayton to beat MBG in the final because he has the darts. Um, so that's that one. Um, where is it? I know I teed it up. We, got sw- we, we may be going into Fergie time tonight, boys. This one caused a little bit of a stir this afternoon, gents. The nation's not the teams, just the nations, were released today. Gob, I know you're um waiting <laughs> to go. Um, look, there is <laughs> there, there there is one that I think that most thought would be there that isn't is France.
2: Yeah, especially given the year uh, that had, Labra being on a pro tour at one point this year, he sort of emerged out of nowhere. But when you've got two players like that, a lot of press around Tricol after his run to the WDF World Final. This, along with the World Series, for a while has been about commercial viability as much as playing ability. And when you've got a market ready to burst with a player who is gaining headlines like Thibaut Tricol is right now, to not take advantage of that seems incredibly daft, in my opinion, because if Trecole built out for the next six months, doesn't get his tour card again next year or whatever, isn't quite in the, the forefront of everybody's mind, you lose a little bit of that impotence that you could have gained by including France this time around. Especially when you look at some of the teams that haven't really been that effective in the past. Depending on who plays for them, I'm still yet to see anything special from the Italians. The, the players we've been excited about in the past, Sergio Krasen, uh, Daniele Petroni, and a couple of others, they haven't made that Italian team yet. They're the ones that have gone furthest at Q School, etc. but they're yet to make that Italian team. Um, I Look at some of the Scandinavian countries, Finland, Denmark a little bit. It's just all a little bit uninspiring right now. And I know Matt Porter promised us changes next year. You sat down with him in the Premier League a couple of weeks ago. said it's too short notice to make wholesale changes to this event. I just think that that makes this year, given the the lack of inclusion of anybody new, this year already feels a little bit flat. I tweeted earlier, it feels a little bit Premier League right now. We're talking about who should be there, who shouldn't be there. We still... The overwhelming opinion is that people want to see more pairs matches and you're only guaranteed that in the first round. And given the inclusion of some of these teams that have been incredibly uninspiring for the last five to ten years, it feels a little bit like we've seen this before because we have seen this before effectively. And when you look at the top players that are potentially going to be missing as well, you form players in the world right now. Luke Humphries is up to 13 in the world rankings now. Collins 11, Michael Smith up there as well. But you're going to get Wadey. Rob Cross won't be in that England team. Uh, Simon Whitlock isn't playing the way that he has been. Corey Cadby's back on the scene, but nowhere near that level to take over Simon Whitlock's spot. Belgians are struggling, as we've said already. Brazil, we've sort of seen that before. If it is an emerging market, it's an incredibly slow-burning one. Um, Canada, a little bit excited for them, and the Czech Republic to a certain extent, happy for them Gibraltar not sure who's playing for them this year, they got a couple of youngsters and I've also seen um, Dyson Parody back in contention this year but again, they're, they're not about to go make quarterfinals or semifinals I don't think, Hong Kong a little bit uninspiring, Hungary didn't pick Patrick Kovacs who's been a WDF online champion and Arguably one of the better players that they've got. The Italians we've mentioned already. And I'm just still going. That's halfway through and I'm picking holes in it. The Germans, I presume it's going to be Clemens and Schindler
1: now, Just. Yeah. But some of my issues as well is there are teams in there that don't have tour card holders. And there are nations that have been left out with tour card holders, Croatia being... The absence of Croatia who have a tour card holder is a little bit
2: of a joke, considering that's how the likes of Portugal got added to the event. It's sort of been the PDC's mission over the last couple of years that every country that has a tour card holder gets snuck in here, especially when it's someone as valuable as Jose de Salza was at the time, etc. To not put Croatia in, yeah, when they have I, a
1: tour card, I, don't, that I don't, long, it's just look at that. I, I, I don't get that. And I, I look at it, obviously, Switzerland, you've got Stefan Bauman doing bits, doesn't have a tour card. Who's going to play with him? You say
2: doing bits. Didn't you yeah. lose of an 85 on Friday?
1: Yeah, but he, he's, he's won a challenge tour this year. He's qualified for Euro Tour. So, doing bits, I, I'd stick him in that. in in that bit but who's going to play with him Um, I think it's Younglands or something yeah um, Portugal yes Jose is very good but I'm guessing it'll be was it um, Rafael Marquez or Jose Marquez again
2: Jose Marquez possibly
1: again again, does he bring anything to the World
2: Cup the Brazilian number two whoever it is not going to add an awful lot um excited for the North I'm Americans. Sure. But again, I, I, they're I'm one really, they one crap draw away from nothing. Again.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm interested i interested in Canada, Canada
2: America. Yeah. Well who's I'm, playing for I'm, each I'm, do we know? Is it Jeff Smith, Matt Campbell? Yeah, Jeff
1: Smith, yes, they're both So it'll be Jeff Jeff Smith, Matt Campbell. And America will be Jules Van Dong and Danny Baggish. Baggish.
2: That's not the most exciting either.
1: Because they're tour card holders. You can't Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I would have Danny L on the American side. But you can't
3: he's Badish confirmed as obviously we know he travelled home recently.
1: Well, he's, he's playing in he's playing New Manus, York. Right. He played a CBC event last oh, right. okay. yeah. so, week. Yeah, I, 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 or... I, I, I would guess so, but yeah. Um, Hong Kong offer very little apart from the Asian market at the yeah. moment. They haven't played any competitive darts, because there's been no PDC Asia tour, which is which is a concern. Um, Finland, how? Why? Marco Cantelli's a hero. He's also boring as hell.
3: The biggest <laughs> one for don't me is the add Croatia a bit one. Over more than the teams that are there. Yeah, more more for me than the France is the Croatia one. Yeah, we've seen what Thibaut's done, but the fact that we've got a PDC Tortard holder from Croatia, but they haven't got a pit is more of a I'm more surprised with that one than I am with France. I didn't expect France to be in yes, with a revamp and maybe opportunities in the future, but we've got a Tour Tide Holder who is playing on, playing wheat in wheat out on the Tour, but is not representing his country in the world where other countries are, doesn't have the right feel to it. When there's a number of yeah. nations who haven't got one. A huge number yeah. of nations.
1: Yeah, I just, I'm not gonna lie, I don't like it. Not this. I'm struggling to get excited about my favourite tournament this year.
3: It shouldn't be your favourite. Yeah.
1: Um. um yeah, look, I'm just not not convinced <clears> at
3: throat>
1: all. Throat> right now. Um, it but... hasn't been an Asian tour, so you can't really get excited about
2: Ilagan and Malikdom for the Philippines, if it is even Malikdom as number two, because we've seen it before, we've seen just how good the action can be, but they've never really produced anything. Singapore, if it's both the limbs, will get nostalgic for about 10 minutes. They might win a first-round game, but you don't expect them to go deeper. Austria might be steady, depends which mensal turns up. Roby John's playing okay at the minute. Other than that, you never really fancy England anymore. Wales depends how motivated they are if the the weeks they're going on. I can't really see past the Netherlands right now. Is it Dirk or is it Danny? Danny.
3: Danny. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can't see past the Dutch right now. The fact that I said that before I even knew which one of them she was playing just says how much further ahead of everybody else there I think right
1: now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, and and again. With the two-year ranking system, there there are players that are playing much better than the, the other number twos at at the moment as as well. But that's for another another day. It's going to be interesting. You got social media talking. That is for sure. Um, right, we are going to do. We're still going to do question times. Yes, we're going into Fergie time because it's been so much going on today whilst you guys get your questions in have we missed anything in a week of darts boys probably because there's been that much going on
2: um
3: uh, there's been a couple
2: of things that we don't have to about champions
3: we have... week
2: for the lively
3: uh tomorrow beat me too oh. so just, she'd like to
2: Dob. so if you'd like to get the lineup ready and
1: i'll get everything else ready on the live league, how good was Nathan Gervin this week? Oh my God! Absolutely Mary. unreal. An average of over a ton on finals night on Friday for the whole night. Mhm. So if you want to get the lineup ready, uh, the
2: WDF Nations Cup was won by England. Uh, the men's was, I think the women's was, as well, and the youth was. I think Luke Littler did the absolute sweep. Don't think he lost a match. And also won the final game for England in that one. Noticeable that the trophy still has BDO logo on it. So, maybe Des Jacqueline's going to try and nick that, whichever one of
1: them they've taken oh. home with them. Um, but if you read my mind, I've, 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 just, I've, just, I've just quite retweeted Josh Richardson's, Josh Richardson's tweet saying, don't show that logo off too much, mate. It'll be getting reclaimed.
2: Yeah, Uh, so there's that
1: one. Uh, The JDC
2: Advanced Tour finished this week, uh, and it was won by Henry Coates, who topped the Order of Merit. Uh, Luke Littler was second or third. Uh, The JDC Youth England team, by the way, is again going to be Henry Coates, Luke Littler, Leighton Bennett, and one other, I can't remember the lad's name, Um, but it just looks ridiculously stacked. Um, once again um have we missed anything else uh
1: Lyndall, I, look, I, I like your rankings but there are also shortfalls in it in my opinion i like the i like how it moves but i don't like some of the calculations the way it's done
2: Oh, Friday night. We missed Friday night. I went back to uni and did the varsity match between Trent and Unioff. Exhibition pre-match with Matt Edgar and the legend Steve Beaton um, and also Paul Hinks refereeing throughout the evening. Uh, A little bit of cross-promotion, but Matt Edgar's done a little video on it. Um, released today, so head over to his channel to check out
1: what that's all about. Uh, No, Lendo, I don't know exactly how it's done, but I don't like the fact that, one, sport in itself isn't taken into consideration, and two, the fact that players don't move, even though they don't play. I remember when Gezi was top for about eight weeks when he hadn't even thrown a dart or whatever it was at one point. If you need if you're not playing, you should lo- lose this lot of form ranking. Because if you're not playing, there's no form to go off of. Um, this week on the Live League, there is a slight tweak because of work commitments. Um, so, Group A will be Jim McEwen, Chaz Barstow, Ryan Furness, Nathan Gerben, Graham Usher... Scott Williams comes into Group A as the next best one because Peter Jakes couldn't do the whole week. Um, group B will be Stephen Burton and Daryl Pilgrim. And Group C will be Peter Jakes, Scott Waters, Kieran Tierney and Mike Warburton. What a champion of the week that is, boys. It's
3: not too shabby at all. At all?
1: Yeah. Um,
3: Certainly going to be a good watch.
1: Yeah. Um, Scott Ward's best start practising. Yeah, Lemay, it's a tough, tough, tough 12-man <laughs> lineup. Right, we are gonna, we're going to do some questions before the full-time whistle goes. We knew it was going to be busy today, boys, didn't we? just
2: a little bit. It's not as if nots County are heading towards a penalty shootout on the screen behind me, but yeah, we'll do some questions.
1: <laughs>
2: it almost wouldn't be a live lounge, by the way, if we didn't discuss Gerwin Price's Instagram story, because it's quite interesting right now. Just um, a great flop there.
3: Just while you are looking at that, one of the questions that has come in Just a thought for the Premier League. Before the tournament starts, each player, picked two, would represent them in the case that they are injured or ill. Your thoughts on that? No. No, 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 no. Because if Michael
1: Van Gogh and Mr Hort would play, we don't even need to ask him.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but also, if Vandervoort's not in the form that, I don't know, if we just don't have Fendley Tuntrum and that Noppy or Dirt's in, it's not a great pick.
1: Are you want about where he's arguing with the in the messages gob. Yes. I, I I like that to be fair. I like his having a go back.
2: It just gives a platform to it. It's the same thing that has been said for years now. Just block, delete and report and move on.
1: Yeah, but argue makes better, argue makes better content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. um, well, Scotty says, who's your pick for this week then? Um, right now, based off, if he, if he chose the form that he did last week, Nathan Gurdon, for me, because he was just unreal. 99 tonne-plus averages all the time. Wired double 12 for a nine. On that form, I would make him favourite. But look, we know a few days off. In darts, can can do a do a funny things. Um. Next week, it will be. I won't be on the live lounge next week, unfortunately.
3: Or fortunately, wear wear you, okay?
1: no. I'll be in the air.
2: As if you're not flying business, you get Wi-Fi. What a
1: state. (laughs) Uh, But we will have plenty of content coming your way from the Big Apple. I like the fact as well that it's live as in proper times for New York, not for the UK like it was in Vegas.
2: means I have to stay up even later. <laughs> Fortunately, it's East it's Coast. What? If it was West Coast, I'd be did Yeah, it.
1: Um, it's already bad enough that now is... that it's the
2: semi-finals that Boston are playing at half one instead of midnight. Do you know how difficult it is to stay up an extra hour and a half before it even starts?
1: Aww. In, interesting that obviously I thought Eddie might go being it's New York but he'll be at the title fight in Wales I thought that the chairman might go to NYC as the he spends enough flagship. There. yeah
2: and he's not the most popular out there either is he in the boxing scene so if he starts trying to promote darts out there at all probably have a negative effect <laughs>
1: Um, we've got opinion on Raymond Van Barneveld. Uh, he doesn't play badly, uh, but he doesn't really have good runs. He's a long way from the world match player at the moment. Um, I think he's just doing enough at the moment. We see glimpses of of genius, but it's it's hard to climb the rankings, boys, unless you get in the TV events, isn't it? You can, you can get so far on Pro Tours and on Euro Tours, but. To make those big leaps, to get into your 32s
3: and your 16s, you need TV money. Yeah, that's, that's sort of the thing with him at the moment. It's a bit of a, a slow burner, because when he got there, probably we're talking similar around Darryl at the moment, who's in that top bit. Yes, he's not performing that well, but he's in all those events, so there only needs one good week. In, a, in one of the big TV ones, and then he can remain there for another 12 months, potentially. When you're then coming back onto the tour, you need to be in all those events. And at the moment, because he's not having, I'm going to say the rub of the green, but he's not hitting the levels that he hit before, as well as there is a bit of luck in there, missing out on a match play, then just keeps him sitting where he is. And it's then the lot of how long does he take those being outside the top 32 as that's his three moving forward or do we see a, a decision then in a few years time now the circuit's opened up a lot more and opportunities are there outside of the tour as if he it continues it'll be interesting because if he doesn't break into that 32 I ain't too sure if we see him past 24, 20, year 24, 25 yeah um, thoughts on
1: Neil Duff Declining Q-School. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not
3: surprised. He, straight after he won the Worlds, he made it clear that that was a decision he was going to make. He wanted to be able to do it. I think his words were to do what Glenn done and go back and defend. Um, he turned down going right. to Q-School this year to play at side to then go on and win it. He's made it pretty clear that um, he will be down back. So I'm not surprised that he's turned down that opportunity.
2: Hashtag BDO for life.
3: Um, <laughs> the, 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 the flip of that, the flip of that is by turning down a, a tour card means that not only can he defend at late side, but he will be turning 50. I can't think if it's later this year or starting next year, which means Not only will we see him at Lightside once, there's an opportunity that we could see him twice if the tournament is all there with the next year, because you would have that to um, attend.
2: It's interesting that players are seeing that as a route now, given that it is next week and whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I am and I'm not, but I think. That some of them have got the wrong attitude, though. That this isn't this isn't nil, by the way. Before anyone jumps on, they're just listening to some players speak that they think they have got a deserved right to be straight into the TV stages of the seniors. When the tour is there, that the qualification, I not, that I get is the first year, so this year is a bit different, but going forward, I'd like to see less invites and more on in, emphasis on the tour. I think that will come as
2: well. I think those discussions are already
1: well, I do as well. Look, first year, I completely get it right now what, on why it has to be done, but just long term, I just think I'd, I, I'd like I to.
3: Probably add to that. I'd like to see brought down. However, there is got to be pressure at some stage on the invites because, yes, they are names and sell tickets. But one of those players, let's say, is always invited but always loses first round in the free or his free TV events. If that happens this year and then starts next year, there's then got to be question marks on who you're inviting as well. Because if they're just going there to play one day and are losing fairly comfortably. There's all well question marks about the people you're inviting as well as the number that's there. That number's dot a thumb down, but the people who are invited to depend on their level of performance when they're at these events, because let's say Phil, for example, is only playing three TV event events a year. He's got to then find motivation to to them. Yes. We've seen in exhibitions and stuff, and I'm just using Phil as an example, because it's the easiest one to use because I'm sure he'll be invited throughout. But they've also got to perform as well. Because if they just turn up and lose first round, people in that board have seen them do that. at a, a certain standard.
1: Agreed. A couple more then. There's a couple of good ones before we go. Um, Jamie says, do you think the World Cup should be when a host like Eurovision? I, I would like that, but it will never happen because of the German market.
2: It's not the German market. The issue is that you can't commit to putting an event in a country that won't have the demand to have a crowd because some of those countries will not if you get an unlikely winner and you also get the point that if you get an England team dominate like they have before or the Dutch team dominate like they have before you don't get the move around yeah so it becomes irrelevant especially as look Matt's promised us big things and I'm hoping Part of that promise is a week-long event rather than a three-day event. Is an expansion.
1: I, I, I was looking at this. I don't think it will be a week-long. I think there may be an extra session on the Thursday, but I don't think it will be a week-long tournament. I don't think the demand is there yet for a week-long But even if you add extra
2: sessions, the same point applies. So then move it around. You have to have the ticket demand for that. What does the the World Cup hold
1: at the minute? Between a thousand and fifteen hundred. It depends where they did it. Oh, depends where it is because the the last one, pre-COVID, was in. Hamburg. Hamburg, and it was at the football stadium. It was huge. I haven't been to one at Frankfurt.
2: You have to have the demand for tickets in a session that doesn't line up with the weekend as much, so it doesn't look crap. But
1: you. Some of the away world get news. Yeah, I
3: just think there may be a Friday, oh, sorry, a Thursday night session added, but I don't think there'll be any more than that at the moment. Uh, um, we got Thursday night already, have not we? Wouldn't it be Wednesday night or possibly Friday afternoon? We do Thursday to Sunday anyway, don't we? Thursday, Friday night, Saturday double, Sunday double. I
1: thought
3: it was Friday or Saturday. No, does the the first round? The first rounds are split across two nights. Uh let's check. Got it somewhere. Yeah, Thursday Thursday Friday night. Then double in, Saturday in that Sunday. Case,
1: there'll be no extra sessions added. They I'm not I don't think Sky won another week long tournament like that. And if your broadcaster's not paying.
3: You're not gonna do it. You can't
1: do it. Um, right. Last one then from Ben it says, do you think more could be done with the world series like revamping it and become becoming ranked? Um, I, it won't be ranked, but certainly I'd like to see a revamp of some sort.
3: Revamp and mixture of players. There's, they've got to look up for me. I don't understand promoting it worldwide. The fact that the players are very similar to what we get in the Premier League so close to when the Premier League finishes is where I have more of my questions because
1: when you listen to Barry's original interview in 2019 when they originally put Fallon just in New York to start with didn't they and then literally as he said in his interview within 24 hours of them doing that the broadcasters from Australia and New Zealand demanded her in and without their money, the world series doesn't happen.
3: To be honest, my, so, my issue on this one, isn't, isn't we Fallon being in there though? It's the fact that no, we've but, been there
1: I'm, I'm, I'm from a, a darts
3: fan. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, but the broadcasters are always going to want your MVGs, your Peter Wrights, your going prices. At some point, the BBC have to say no. It's exactly the same issue
2: and conversation about the Premier League and why we can't go to 16 players and alternate because the venues or the broadcasters are going to want the same players. The same players are getting bloody boring. People are going to stop watching full stop. It does the job in the the home place, fine. But in terms of your audience, your TV audience, which is what drives the broadcasters to actually pay to have it, at some point, someone's got to say the product is good enough without these top players. You cannot keep relying on the same eight players because look at the damage it's doing right now. Gary Anderson's yep. all over the shop. You're right, it's not playing his best. We literally sat there and picked apart the Premier League game in week 15 right now. Yeah, but and look, I, I that's what broadcasters want. That's what sells. But at some point, something has to change and someone's got to make the first move.
1: Yeah, but. Your World Series, and Matt and Barry have said this constantly, the World Series, and they said this with the greatest respect, isn't aimed at UK audience. It's aimed at the audience they are going to. So how can I say this nicely? If you're in Australia and you get darts once a year, you get two events, you want the best. You don't want that plan. Yeah. Tier. You want, but right? Who's going to sell more tickets? And in for i don't mean this horribly either—but who's going to sell more tickets in Australia? An in-form Luke Humphries, or an out-of-form Michael Van Goen? Ask
2: that question about Gary Anderson instead of Michael Van Goen, because right okay, now, I'm not buying this ticket today. I'm not buying this. Who sells more tickets? At the Premier League and I'm not buying this who sells more tickets at world championships or whatever else because seventy-five percent of tickets are sold before
1: lineups are announced. Every single time. The Premier League, I agree with you, but I don't on the World Next Series. these Premier League tickets are nearly sold because out for the majority of
2: venues. i put them back no, on sale already. the Premier league to be
1: there. People there. The Premier League, I agree with you, but I don't the World Series. Because chatting to the guys in America and down under, they sold more tickets yeah. once the players have been I appreciate announced. what you're saying, but the fact the events are so similar, and that was how we got onto this
2: conversation, one of them needs to make a change somewhere. The conversation was Correct. how can we make the World Series different, and it was, well, it's an awful lot like the Premier League at the minute. Well, if the World Series absolutely cannot budge, then that tells us everything we need to know about what's wrong with the Premier League right now. Yeah, but for me, you change it, cannot... Don't. Pouring out the same eight players and expecting everybody to be excited.
1: But you, you, for me, you change the format of the World Series event. So it's not just best of, best of 11, 501. You change the event that way for me. To what? So in America, you play a cricket tournament. Nine. Down under, one of them is double in.
3: No. But well, I would then have the argument to say you, you want to see these players, you also want to see them competing in the way that you see them competing on TV, because you're only then seeing them once a year. I wouldn't be happy if I went to, if I was in audience. those country and I only seen them once a year, and then I saw them come and play cricket. You can't Barry draw in said, a new audience
2: thinking that you, can't you can't play cricket 12 times a year, when actually you play it to impress them at home, and then they watch it and go, well, this isn't what I was watching, where's the rest of it gone? You just can't do it. The finals and you qualify for the finals means every event before that has to be the same format. It's the same argument with the Players Championship finals. Are why aren't they double in before Dublin because they count towards the Players Championship finals? These count towards the World Series Finals, which is ranked. World
1: Series Finals isn't
2: ranked. Of course not. But there's a shitload of cash on there, and there's a qualifier.
1: Um, but like well, Barry's always said, anyone can have a World Series if you pay me enough money. So that's what it comes down to—the World Series. It's yes, it is growing. Barry needs to sell a few more books and bugger off. But it's just as bad as Eddie's running it. No different. Look at the boxing. Pay me the. That's why Joshua Ruiz. That's why Joshua Usyk is going to Saudi. Because they're paying the most money. Anyway, lovely show tonight, gents. It's been good. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, the, the World Series does need something, but it's not going to change because it is the way it is. World Premier League. Nah. <laughs> um, right, everyone. Plenty of action coming up and online darts. Champions Week returns tomorrow, nine thirty for Group A. Then we will have coverage of the Premier League. We will be at the World Seniors, and then I will be heading out to. New York to bring you coverage from there as well. Gentlemen, it's been a good show, as always. Here pleasure.
3: Pleasure as always.
1: Well that is that is us signing off one last time. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe and drop us a like as well. I've been Phil Bars, Jack Carwood, and Lee Boyce signing off, and we'll see you all very, very soon.
0: Target.